Life can always use more Cedar Point. And right now, you can get more Cedar Point for less with the Fun Day Bundle. Each bundle saves you more than 35% on admission, parking, and dining for one low price. That means more coasters like Steel Vengeance and Millennium Force, and even more excitement with the Cedar Point Parade and Spectacular. But you better hurry because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we are coming to you from our broadcast center and master control in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network, the Exxon Broadcast Network, and across Europe on Radio X. And broadcast affiliates and satellite programming affiliates around the world. If you'd like to check us out online, Exxon at exxonradiotv.com is our website on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And on Facebook, Exxon Radio TV, as well as XZBN.net. Two fine folks are our guests this hour. I've had the pleasure of uh, talking to them and working with them on other shows as well as ours. Rob and Trish McGregor have written more than 90 books. That's nine zero books in 30 years, both fiction and nonfiction. They are both winners of the coveted Edgar Allan Poe Award for Mystery Writing. They have written ex- uh, extensively on the pursuit of inner paths. Their nonfiction books on synchronicity, dreams, psychic development, the tarot, yoga, and meditation, astrology, and div- divination, animal symbolism, <gasps> ghosts and spirits, <laughs> alien encounters, and the Bermuda Triangle reflect such inner journeys. Now, they've got a new book coming out. 
which they co-authored, is Sensing the Future, How to Tap into Your Intuition and Read Signs from the Universe to Predict What's to Come. Now, Rob McGregor has published 20 books and, uh, I'm sorry, 20 novels and 19 nonfiction books in addition to Tirish. He has collaborated with George Lucas, Peter Benchley, and Billy D. Williams. He is best known for his seven Indiana Jones novels, including the New York Times bestselling Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. His most recent nonfiction books are The Jewel in the Lotus, Meditation for Busy Minds, and Bump in the Night, Ghost Spirits and Alien Encounters. Coming up this year in July, Exonation Beyond the Bermuda Triangle, which he co-authored with our good friend who we've had on the show a number of times, Bruce Gernon. Um, and let's talk about TJ. Tira, uh, Trisha is the author of 37 novels and 21 nonfiction books. Her most recent is Apparition, the third in the Hungry Ghost Trilogy. And if your ghost is hungry, you just leave him an invisible snack, and that should fill him up. But if that doesn't, <laughs> read the book. Uh, her most recent nonfiction book is the biggest book of horoscopes ever. Trish and Rob also took over Sidney Omar's popular series of a- annual astrology books, which they wrote for 10 years. Joining us now is Trish and Rob McGregor. And to the both of you, welcome back to the Exxon. Thanks for Thank having you. us. My goodness. Where do you find time, guys? Like, you know what? I'm exhausted for you guys just after reading what you do. I'm exhausted listening to that. It it helps being really old. (laughs) We're not that old, but we've been writing for a long time. My gosh. Uh, So how did you guys get into this? (laughs) You know, you wouldn't believe how many people ask us this question. Um, 30, let's see, how long have we been married? Okay, about 35 years ago, I was teaching English mm-hmm. to Cuban refugees. Right. This is during the Mario boat lift. Mm-hmm. And Rob was a journalist for a South Florida paper that's now defunct. And he came to our center to find out if the Marielitos were actually learning English. And that's where it started. And I just uh, you know, showed up and uh interviewed Trish, and I was uh, just looking at uh, what the situation was with the Marlitos. It was about three years after the boat lift, actually. Right. And we just got uh, talking afterwards, uh-huh. and uh, she asked me uh, uh, kind of an off-wall of question, <laughs> do you know what synchronicity is? I said, yeah, in fact, I do. <laughs> and that kind of set things off. Uh, we actually uh, found out that we were both... Um, big readers of the uh, Jane Roberts uh, <laughs> Seth books. And, yes. uh, neither one of us had knew anyone who read those books and had any interest in the subject, actually. So we were kind of interested in uh, this realm, but mm-hmm. very uh, isolated. And so when we met each other, yeah. we uh, found that... It was like, oh, wow, <laughs> somebody I can talk about this uh-huh. stuff with. All right, guys, let, let's face it. That has got to be the coolest pickup line in the world. Do you believe in synchronicity? You think? Oh, yeah. That, that, was, that was good, Trish. You are super cool. We've got to take our first break. Please stand by. Exxon Nation, two great people, Rob and Trish McGregor. And here's two websites, www.synchrosecrets.com and their blog, blog.synchrosecrets.com. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk more of these two people. Hi, do you believe in synchronicity? Wink, wink, (laughs) nod, nod. (laughs) And uh, I'm sure he just wasn't looking at the kids in the school the day he met you, Trish. (laughs) Come on. 
You guys are a love story in the making. All right, you guys stand by. We'll be back on the other side of this break. I am Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, and you're listening to us right here from our broadcast center in Hamilton. Hi, everyone. Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on Internet streaming. Everybody has heard about Internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the Internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. 
or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Trish and Rob McGregor are our special guests. And as I was saying, there's a couple of the websites that I'd like you to visit. Not right now. Not right now. <laughs> After the show, guys. Blog.synchrosecrets.com and synchrosecrets.com. One is the website. The other is the blog. All right, guys. Um, during the commercial break, you were telling me that uh, you went over to Switzerland where you actually had a half-hour conversation with Carl Jung's uh, grandson. Yeah, that was back in 1975. Wow. And it was a six-week trip through Europe, but the only reason I wanted to go to Switzerland was to see his place on Lake Zurich because I had just finished reading his um, autobiography. In in Switzerland, my parents went over there years ago, and they actually watched a bit of the filming of The Sound of Music. Really? Yeah. Uh, wow, that's pretty cool. That shows you how old I am. You know, Fred Flintstone <laughs> and I went I'm to older. school together. <laughs> um, why is precognition generally considered the most controversial psychic ability? I think it is because a lot of people, of all the paranormal different aspects of the paranormal, mm -hmm. I think fewer people believe in the ability to see future events than any of the other aspects. Uh, and I think it's because the concept of the future being set in stone versus uh, something that is still open to change. And... Um, also, you'd be surprised how many people don't know what precognition yeah, means. Yeah, we, we've kind of uh, uh, talked, uh, at the, we go to the dog park, uh, take our <laughs> dogs in the afternoon, and we, we sometimes have uh, just... Uh, informal surveys. Yeah, informal surveys. <laughs> and ask, Do you know what precognition is? And uh, we're very surprised how many people don't. Uh, premonitions, yes. Omens, yes. And they don't like omens. <laughs> well, well, wouldn't precognition basically mean prior knowledge no it means literally it means sensing the future through a variety of different means well couldn't pri couldn't uh, prior <coughs> knowledge also apply though pre as in prior and cognition knowledge right yeah that's essentially what uh, yeah. yeah that's where the word came from yeah, okay. right so so what is the what is the the take at the dog part you know, are, are are people there as as knowledgeable on these subjects as as they should be, or is it like, you know what, it doesn't well, we're, doesn't fizz them? Yeah, that's what we find is uh, we just we every day we are talking about the subject, yeah. these various subjects, and just as part of our life. And so when we bring it up to other people, we just kind of assume people would have general knowledge about. Uh, the paranormal, but uh, that's not necessarily the case, and not much uh, interest. Trish will bring up uh, uh, spirits sometimes with people uh, when we're at the dog park, and uh, about uh, older people who are <clears throat> having Alzheimer's, and they they're talking to invisible people, and she says, they're, "Well, they're probably talking to spirits." And oftentimes, we get kind of looks like, "What?" But sometimes <laughs> we get nods of agreement. Right. Sometimes you know, so. pe people realize that mm -hmm. there's something going on. Yeah. Um, are, are you both psychic? 
I think we're both really intuitive. We have, uh, I mean, we're psychic, but we're not people who, well, actually, that's not true. I was going (laughs) to say we're not people who give readings. Well, actually, Trish does uh, through astrology and the tarot. uh, I don't don't do that. But we both, uh, you know, pick up things. And, yeah, uh, it seems to be a natural talent. We've we've both had this interest since we were young, and Mm -hmm. we've always uh, thought... um, it odd when we meet people who have no interest in mysteries of the unknown or fear of it too. That's that's a very common thing we come across. Uh, that uh, it's a combination of skepticism and fear. So I guess birthday parties, Christmas, and surprise birthday parties at your house are out of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, our daughter also has an interest in this area, so oh we have a lot of fun on holidays. <laughs> I, I would imagine you would, and I was just kidding around with you. Tell me, why do you think people have fear of the unknown? Uh, the topics that you and I are very comfortable talking about, why would anybody fear them? I'm not sure. I, I, it's, it's just, it's a curiosity to me why anybody would be afraid of it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a... But it's uh, pretty prevalent of uh, uh, fear of the unknown and uh, especially mysteries of the unknown, the, the larger mysteries of, uh, of life. Uh, now, if you mention aliens, yeah. then I see why people are afraid, you know, because there's a lot of misinformation about it. But, okay, but yeah. aliens aside, there's nothing else to be afraid of. No, because, you know, I, I, think, that, I think that there is so much that we need to remember and to learn again that we have lost throughout antiquity, that we're just reinventing the wheel for no apparent reason. Uh, well, well, that's really what I think. I, I think that precognition was probably a lot more common when we lived in caves, you know, and you had to know where your source of food was, where the enemy is, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, they were ancient remote viewers. Yeah. Clairvoyance. Can, can, can somebody learn uh, precognition, or do you have Certainly. to be born with it? Uh, well, I think there's a couple of different venues you can take. For instance, following your impulses, I feel, is really important, because a lot of times that's a precognitive sense trying to say, okay, you know, go this way, not that way. And so if you follow your impulse, chances are you'll experience a precognition of some sort. Same thing with dreams. But it, it also it also begins though with uh, just believing in the possibility that you can, that you can glimpse the future. If well, you're close to it, just thinking it's impossible, then obviously mm-hmm. your your belief is going to uh, be manifested. Well, so you know, that's the first start. And just having an interest in the mysteries of the unknown is uh, the paranormal is uh, another aspect of it, and and the ability to remember your dreams, as Trish mentioned. Also, becoming aware of signs and symbols. Um, let me let me give you a quick example. Okay. A number of years ago, my co-author and I, who did this Power Tarot book, went to a, a book conference. I think it was on Jekyll Island, and we come into the hotel room. No, there's nothing open, no doors, no balcony, nothing. All of a sudden, Phyllis says, oh, my God, a bee just stung me. I said, a bee? How did it get in? She says, that's not the point. What's it mean? <laughs> so we go downstairs, meet the woman who organized the thing. She goes, oh, lady, so great to see you. But I have bad news. Your books aren't here yet. They'll be here tomorrow morning. We were supposed to have a signing booth. 
And Phyllis and I looked at each other, and sure enough, the books never arrived the entire weekend. Oh, my God. So the bee knew. We got stung. <laughs> ah. So that was something we were both aware of, and we knew it was a, a sign. So why don't people pay more attention to their dreams? Why do so many dismiss their dreams as being, ah, yeah, it's only a dream? Well, I think people, most people are <coughs> very subtle, solidly fixed in the everyday world where everything is cause and effect, and they're ignoring the underlying reality where things bubble up sometimes in the terms of uh, synchronicity, uh, meaningful coincidence in their life. And when they happen, uh, people, they're, they're clues, but oftentimes people just totally ignore, oh, it's a coincidence, let it go, and they don't see it as meaningful. So there, people who are like that, are there is no such thing as synchronicity because it's... Uh, uh, because it's just uh, something that's ignored rather than uh, paying attention and attempting to interpret the, such experiences. One of the most frequent synchronicities I have is, for some reason, I, I seem to look at the clock more than any other time when it's 11-11. <laughs> Oh, interesting. I, I do that, too. <laughs> yeah, that 11 is a powerful number. Yeah. You know, for a while, 11-11, people were experiencing 111. You know, uh, it's... Sometimes for me, it's 11-11 or 11-01, just all the ones. Or 3-15, usually in the morning, 3-15. 3-15. Yeah. My, my magic number is 4-30. <laughs> and your magic saying is, do you believe in synchronicity? <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But the thing is, you know, even Jung believed that when you have recurring numbers like that, mm -hmm. that what it is, it's an archetype that's sort of coming alive inside of you. And once you play out the archetype, you won't experience that that repetitive number again, or at least not for a while. How can we best interpret our dreams? I know that many people that I've had on the show say what you should do is keep a dream book or a dream journal. Right. Write things down. I've had dreams that I don't want to remember. <laughs> you know? Uh, and and yet there are those dreams that you wake up and they're with you all day long. Those are the ones you should remember. Right. Yeah. yeah. Those are the big dreams that yeah. are important. That Dreams that uh, when they're occurring, it seems like you're actually awake. And, yes. Uh, and then you, then you wake up and find you were dreaming. Those are the significant ones. Mark Twain had one like that where he was uh, at his sister's house, I think it was 1858, and um, he, uh, in the dream he saw his brother in a casket and there was a wreath of white flowers with one single red flower in the, in the center of it laying on his chest. And he's, he jumped up out of bed and the dream had been so real that he believed that his brother's casket was in that sitting room and that his brother had died. And he, he went out for a walk and <coughs> came back and realized that, well, it was just a dream. About uh, a month later, he and his brother were on a riverboat going down the Mississippi River, and uh, his brother got in a fight with one of the other uh, people on, on board, and they, uh, his brother got transferred to another boat. And the last thing that uh, Samuel Clemens, who was Mark Twain, uh, said to his brother was, be careful 
uh, stay away from, uh, be careful with the, the boiler, because there apparently were a lot of boiler explosions that were uh, taking place on some of those ships. And so off he went, and a couple of days later, the boiler blew up in, uh, in the ship that his brother was on, and he was killed. And so when Mark Twain finally got uh, to, the, uh, to the city where his brother had uh, body had been taken, he was, he was brought into the, the, the dead room, it was called, where his, his brother was laid out in a, in a coffin, and he looked at him, and thinking that the only thing that was missing from his dream was that wreath. And as he thought that, a woman walked into the room, put a white wreath with a single red flower in the center on his brother's chest. Wow. The dream totally manifested. Wow. And look at, look at the dream that Lincoln had. Yeah. He dreamed that he walked into the, um, into the, I think it was, was it the East Room? East, East Room. Yeah, the East Room. And he heard people mourning and wailing, and there was somebody laid out in a coffin, open viewing. Mm-hmm. And he asked in the dream, one of the soldiers, who's that? And the soldier said, the president. And a week later, he was assassinated. That is too scary. You and I have yeah, to take a... Yeah, that is scary. You, we I mean, all, that, that's fast. You, know, you have the dream, and a week later, you're done. Wow. <laughs> we have to take our break for the news at the bottom of the hour. Please stand by. Exonation. Rob and Trish McGregor are our guests this hour. And if you'd like to find out more about them, www.synchrosecrets.com is their home web page, and their blog is blog.synchrosecrets.com. And we'll all be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the X-Zone on xzbn.net and, of course, on the Talkstar Radio Network. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net.
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul-balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Exonation, Rob and Trish McGregor are our very special guests of this hour. Great having you guys with us. Um, Thank you. If, if dreams are so tailor-made for the person who's having the dream, why are there dream books out there or dream encyclopedias? <laughs> That's that a makes, good question. It makes no sense to me now. Yeah, the, the best person to interpret the dream is the dreamer. You know, I mean, you can... Uh, have uh, a dream group and uh, have people make attempts to interpret the dream, but usually the best way to say it is if this was my dream, then I think this is what it would mean. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's what it means to the person who had the dream. Also, but there are some common themes, you know, certain archetypal dreams, like of the old man, the old woman, the child, Mm -hmm. um, and dream, is, dreams of falling, dream, right. dreams of uh, 
losing your teeth, your teeth are you, falling. Losing your wallet. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, um, and taking taking. I have dreams of taking trains, and I never take trains, but I dream of <laughs> taking trains or being in an airport or a train station. <laughs> I had I Craig. I had Craig Webb on the show a couple of uh, months ago, and he's with the Dream Institute in in Montreal. Yeah. And we're talking, and he says, "Rob, can I ask you a question about your dreams?" I said, "Sure." He said, "Have you ever had a dream that you're standing up in front of an audience naked?" <laughs> That's another one. Yeah. Yeah, no. that's another one. Have you ever had a dream that your penis fell off? <laughs> uh, no. What, what was his interpretation of that dream? You know, I didn't even want to go there. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, like, whoa. You know, the, the, the nakedness was a little bit scary, but with, never mind the other part. Uh-uh, don't want to go there. You see, I... I, I flying I, and falling dreams are uh, too aspects of yeah. the same type of dream but the the positive side is the flying and the sort of mm-hmm. fearful side is the falling well you know i i i have lucid i'm a lucid dreamer and i can dream <laughs> within a dream within a dream within a dream yes i've had that and experience. i know that, is... that it's happening and if i doubt myself that i'm having a dream i try and read something Hmm. Uh, yes. A stop sign, a newspaper, uh, the signage on a, on, a, on a commercial establishment. And if I can't read it, I know I'm having a dream and I oh, have a blast. Yeah. Why is that that you can't yeah, read I, in dreams? That's so frustrating. Yeah, because I try that too, trying to read. And it <laughs> but just you can't seem to focus on the, the words. But you see, when I, when I realize it's a dream, I know the sky's the limit. So right. I, that's, that's I just have a great time. Thing, yeah. Yes. Can you induce them? It will. You know, I've never tried to be honest with you. Mm. So they just happen spontaneously. Yeah, I'm just so usually tired when I get home at 2 or 3 in the morning to get back here to work at 7 or 7.30 in the morning. Oh, that, you know, I, I, don't, I don't fall asleep. I, I die for three hours. <laughs> and, and yet, you know, even when, when our children were small, all they had to do was in a little voice, Daddy, I'm awake. <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah, and we were talking before about people not believing in precognition and intuitive and that gut feeling. I'll bet you there isn't a parent listening tonight who has who has never had the feeling that in their gut there's a problem yeah. with one of their kids. I and agree. Sure enough, bang, they get that call or they yeah. find out. So if anybody says that's a bunch of fooey, they need a reality check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And twins are another one that the connection between twins is pretty incredible. Yeah, we, we've lived next door to a, a pair of identical twins, mm-hmm. two women. And the connection between them is amazing. They have all kinds of telepathic connections, precognitive yeah. connections. Yeah. One what? was robbed uh, at an uh, ATM machine, and the sister knew immediately uh, that something happened. Do you remember what she did? Yeah, well, actually, she was awakened by something crashing in the bathroom. Oh, right. mm-hmm. And she was a salesperson for a perfume company. Right. And she goes into the bathroom, and all these perfume bottles and lotions and stuff are shattered on the floor. And she said, right then, I knew something had happened to Annette. Oh, my and gosh. Seconds later, the phone rings, and it's... Annette sobbing. I've been robbed. Yeah, she called At gunpoint. She called her sister mm. before the police. Yeah. Why is it something? And I asked her, well, if, excuse me for one second. That what was so strange about that story, I said to the twin, I said, what do you think? What, what knocked all these bottles and stuff off the shelf? I said, do you think it was 
like telekinetic. Yeah. And she said that's exactly what it was. Well, that's one way of waking up, I'll tell you. Yeah, it sure Sorry. is. <laughs> Why do I'm some people to... have uh, precognitive, uh, precognitive visions uh, or dreams related to mass events, just as 9-11, the sinking of Titanic, the Boston Marathon bombing, even if they're not in immediate danger? Um, I think it's because the level of, in terms of a mass event, mm-hmm. part of it is, let's just be honest here, there really is no time, okay? There's, even though we say it's past, present, and future, I think we all really live in an interconnected reality. I so I, I just feel that it's easier for people to pick up on these huge events yeah, they're actually happening in the uh, in the unconscious, the, the this underlying reality that's bubbling up, and uh, it comes up in dreams, it comes up in visions uh, when there're mass events like that, like the Titanic, like 9/11, and uh, there were so many people around the world who reported dreams that. Uh, related to two huge buildings falling, crashing down and fires and smoke and uh, that, uh, and the uh, Titanic is another interesting one, both from the perspective of the passengers, uh, a number of, uh, I think there were, there was a study by Ian Stevenson, a psychologist. Uh, He found, uh, I think, 18 cases of passengers who wrote uh, notes or uh, contacted uh, friends and, and saying, telling about their dreams that the Titanic was going to sink. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, some of them decided uh, not to, to skip out and not to go. And right. some of them, in spite of the dream, in spite of, in spite of the vision, got on board and died. Uh, do, you re- do you remember the Oklahoma City bombing? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Then... That night, I had a dream, the night prior to the event, I had a dream that I was somewhere with my children where there was a big train yard, cattle yards, and I couldn't find my children. They were lost mm-hmm. in this big building. They were lost. I couldn't find them. That's scary. And then later on that day, we found out about the city, Oklahoma City bombing, where it's a major train terminal, a major uh, cattle, uh, livestock yard. And that many children lost their lives in that explosion. Right. Jeez. Well, you know, this is what Dean Radin calls the global mind. Yeah. And there's a project, I think it's at Princeton, called the Global Consciousness Project, where they actually measure through, I think it's random number generators, um, what, what, these, what, what these particular machines that are placed all over the world are doing in the hours before something like the Oklahoma City bombing or 9-11 or Boston Marathon, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating. You know, it's a global mind. It's, it's that interconnected thing. Again. Well, I, I, I've got a very simple uh, way of, of demonstrating that, and that is I get you know, like people just to imagine a, a, a pond in front of you. You toss in one pebble. You get the ripple effect. You mm-hmm. t- toss in another pebble. And all these ripples... Interact with each other, hmm. and that's how yeah, I see it that's happening. That's the visual. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand that uh, Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung had a very famous incident of precognition. Could you tell us about it? 
this was, I think it was their second meeting. And they, they had met once before where they sat and talked for like 13 hours. Well, this meeting was in 1909, and they got together in Vienna. And at the time, Jung was moving farther and farther away from Freud's theories and was delving more deeply into mythology and cultures and, you know, all the things he eventually became mm-hmm. famous for. And Jung mistakenly asked Freud, well, what do you think of precognition and parapsychology in general? And Freud just was very dismissive and said, ah, it's all bosh, or something like that. And Jung was really stung by his reaction. And instead of responding, he held back this sharp response and suddenly felt like his his solar plexus, his abdomen, was burning up. And suddenly a bookcase in the room, there was this loud boom, and the bookcase cracked. And so Jung, in typical fashion, didn't say anything like, oh, wow, that was telekinetic. That was me holding back nasty words. <laughs> Instead, he said, um, that was an example of, what's the term? <laughs> So-called catalytic exteriorization phenomena. Oh, my <laughs> Who gosh. Knows what the heck that is. <laughs> And then he predicted that it was going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Basically, you're saying it was telekinetic. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and he predicted it was going to happen again, and Freud, again, was dismissive. But it did happen again seconds later. Wow. Yeah. And and after that, they just uh, Freud never spoke with him again. Yeah. Oh. He was Can like you imagine? A, no, he was I a can't. sore loser. <laughs> I, exactly. Exactly. So what is the relationship between precognition and synchronicity? Well, precognition is, we consider that to be an aspect of synchronicity, that uh, synchronicity is like an umbrella of all the paranormal phenomena, clairvoyance, telepathy, uh, remote viewing, viewing, clairvoyance, psychokinesis, psychokinesis, and uh, that, uh, so precognition is just, one aspect of it, uh, where telepathy is mind-to-mind, precognition is seeing something that's about... Clairaudience. Clairaudience. uh, It's hearing hearing things uh, from a distance or seeing... And you've got clairsentient uh, and... Right, Uh yeah. So it's all... We we consider it all aspects of synchronicity, but that doesn't mean it's coincidence, uh, though. Some people get upset when we say that because (laughs) you're just saying all the paranormal is uh, coincidence. That's not true at all because uh, synchronicity is, like I said earlier, it's something that's coming from this unconscious mind, the collective unconscious, um, where this ocean of, uh, of unconsciousness that uh, bu- bubbles up to the surface to our everyday world and appears in uh, in terms of uh, coincidence where it's uh, both uh, inner and outer, similar inner and outer experiences coming together without any uh, cause and effect involved and it's becomes meaning and it's, it becomes a meaningful coincidence for the person who experiences it. Well also physicist David Baum had a really good explanation I thought of of what reality is. He he felt, he believed, that there was an implicate or hidden order that out of which everything unfolded, space, time, everything. And the explicate order, which is what we see in our daily lives, which is visible, is the unfold, you know, it's, the, it's, it's what happens when the hidden order unfolds. 
And I think, Robin, I think that along the border between the two is where synchronicity exists. All of these paranormal things. That makes a lot of sense. Doesn't it? I think so. You know, and that's your most accessible point into the paranormal. You and I have got to take our final break. Fascinating conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back on the other side. Trish and Rob McGregor are special guests. www.synchrosecrets.com and blog.synchrosecrets.com. We'll be back on the other side as we wrap up this hour here in the Exome from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and on The Secret to Everything, we will merge the practical with open investigation into all realms of the mysterious. We will talk to cutting-edge alternative health practitioners, those who inspire and motivate you in business and life, and of course, we will share stories of the paranormal, conspiracy, and cryptozoology. You will transform because of the frequency I carry, the frequencies my guests carry. 
Life may never be the same after you listen to this program. For the secret to everything is for you, the listener, for those who desire more in every area of their lives and believe that it can still be found. Listen and discover thesecrettoeverything.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500 plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back, everyone. Trish and Rob McGregor, our special guests this hour. Here's the website. Their website is synchrosecrets.com. That's S-Y-N-C-H-R-O-S-E-C-R-E-T-S.com. And their blog, blog.synchrosecrets.com. First of all, uh, Trish and Rob, thank you both for coming on the show tonight. It's a well, great pleasure talking us. to you. Yes. We'll have to do this again. Um, what's your take on ghosts? You know, we talk about ghosts here, and, you know, mm-hmm. you've got those people who believe that every EVP is a conversation from the other <laughs> side and they say, well, just listen to this, Rob. And I listen and I say, okay, when's it coming? Didn't you hear it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, interestingly enough, we have a book called, uh, it's coming out in July, called Secrets of Spirit Communication or Spirit Content. Spirits of Communication. Sp- yeah, Spirit, Spirit Communication. Mm-hmm. Spirit uh, so, yeah, I mean, we believe in, in spirits and we believe, I mean, I've seen them. Yeah, yeah, but we, but we do also make a distinction between spirits and ghosts. Uh, uh, I think ghosts are not necessarily conscious entities, but just like uh, a videotape rewind, something that is an energy that's left over for whatever reason and is just re- repeating over and over, and the ghost is not aware of you. You yeah. may be temporary. Uh, temporarily aware of it, uh, where spirit contact is another matter. That's consciousness from the other side make, making Although, contact. a number of years ago when our daughter was still a baby, we were we went to Casadega, Florida, which is a spiritualist community, mm-hmm. and we stayed on a, in a room on the second floor, and it turned out the hotel was deserted that night because it was bike week in Daytona, so everybody had gone there. And about 11 o'clock, we heard these really heavy thumping footsteps on the stairs. I thought, thinking, well, who, who can that be? There's anybody here. And we kept hearing this clunk, clunk. I mean, it was loud. And then we got a little freaked out. And it reached the second floor. And then we could hear breathing. And then 
by this at this point, I was totally, I, I was to- completely freaked out. Rob and I pushed the dresser in front of the door, like that's going to do anything, right? <laughs> I went over and grabbed Megan, who was, you know, maybe a year old, moved to my bed and started looking around for a way out. Yeah, I mean, we, the thing is, we don't have uh, a fear of ghosts or spirits, but this, felt- this entity did not feel of human origin. It was something just a sense of negativity arising from it and it and it stopped right in front of our door and rattled the doorknob wow rattled and uh you know i put my hand on the doorknob and i thought there is no way i am going (laughs) to open up this door (laughs) instead that's when we moved the dresser in front of it uh and the next day we asked you know i mean we knew the hotel was haunted but Mm -hmm. i said listen are there any awful spirits here oh no everybody's friendly no friendly spirits sure (laughs) famous last words Right. right. How can something invisible with no essence, no form, rattle a door handle? <laughs> yeah, that's that energy. Yeah, it's just an energetic thing. But if there's, if, thing, if there's you know? nothing if there's nothing constricting the energy to a set to a set form, doesn't that energy dissipate? That's a good question, but this was not the first time we experienced wow. something like this. In the Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. we Rob had picked up a stone in a graveyard, huh. and it was near the... Um, Let me tell a story. Yeah, about tell a story. Okay. Uh, the, we, 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 I, we, it was a windsurfing vacation we were taking. Uh, I'm a windsurfer, and uh, w- this place was right on the beach, and it, it sounded really nice on the Internet, and we got a room, and it, was, it seemed to be a reasonable price. It was like uh, uh, right on the courtyard, and on the other side of the courtyard was the ocean. The only thing, the courtyard was a graveyard. Oh, and, <laughs> It was right in front of our room. We had this uh, little balcony, and it looked right into the uh, into the graveyard. And uh, one day we noticed that the gate was open, so we walked in there, and there was no man in there. And he came up to us, and he explained that he was he was the grave digger, and that he was uh, digging a grave to bury a body. And he came upon another coffin, and uh, the explanation was that in the, this particular area the sand comes in rather than, in, like in South Florida, the sand is always disappearing and has to be replaced. In th- this area, Dominican Republic, the sand is always coming in, and so the graveyard is getting higher and higher. And so he was digging and came upon, he was very interested that mm-hmm. he had come upon another another uh, coffin. Right. And uh, he wanted to show it, to, and uh, we said, I, I don't think so, it's okay. <laughs> so, but I, I just happened to pick up a stone went back to the room and then uh, we decided uh, our daughters had enough of this uh, this room look overlooking the the graveyard so uh, we talked to management and they put put us up on another building on the on the side closer to the ocean well the only thing was our door was actually closer to the uh, uh, to the graveyard but uh, the porch the balcony looked out to the ocean so uh, that night we went to to sleep about 11 o'clock or so and our daughter was in the back bedroom and uh, we were uh, both asleep when I, I heard this sound. It sounded like how would you a describe? wrecking ball a wrecking hitting ball the building. Hitting, hitting wow. the side of the building like bang 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 and then there was a pause and bang bang bang. It happened three times and after the third time I sat up 
And Trish sat up simultaneously. I said, did you hear that? And we both heard it. And it was like the whole building had shuddered. And then the television was on. And we had turned off the television. We had never turned it on. But the thing, here's the thing, though. The difference from the Casa Dega experience where we were terrified, mm -hmm. we felt very energized from this experience. I mean, it was just, uh, it was thrilling. It, uh, it was... Uh, something very positive about it, uh, that, uh, that experience. And uh, it, was, it was hard to get back to sleep. And it was like some kind of uh, communication of recognition from the other side. In a and I think, I think it was sense. the spirit of this windsurfing kid who had died, you know, whose grave... Oh, yeah, the closest grave to our room uh, was actually the, the, the gravestone was a half of a windsurfing board. And we had thought these were, this was an old, old graveyard, but that kid had died just four months ago, uh, and it was right outside of our, he was our, young. First, our first room. Yeah, he was young. Wow. And, uh, so that was, that was quite an experience. Well, Did that answer your question about spirits and ghosts? <laughs> well, remind me never to go on a vacation with you guys. <laughs> Uh, one last question, guys, before we have to say so long. You, you've done a lot of research on people you call planetary empaths. Tell us what they are and how you conduct this research. Okay. Uh, planetary empaths are people who, pick, who, who are precognitive, but in a very specific way. They, they, they experience physical symptoms, sometimes hours, days, even weeks before some type of mass event, whether it's a natural disaster or an aid disaster. And the, the symptoms are really strange. I mean, not, not your normal physical symptoms. Okay, abdominal pain, mm -hmm. bleeding from the ears, wow. checking, uh, clicking or ringing in the ears, extreme vertigo, heart palpitations, insomnia, migraines, um, poltergeist phenomena, nosebleeds, profound sadness. And they know that these, these emotional feelings are not coming because of something in their lives. Sounds they, like they Christmas dinner at my house, yeah. And they, they don't think, they can tell it's different from being sick. It's a different right. sensation, but they're not happy campers because they, the, <laughs> the, these are not uh, pleasant uh, experiences, but they just know something is happening, something is coming. But, and it's very frustrating because they don't know what it is or where it is. That's the whole problem with it. Uh, but see, we feel that people like this could be trained perhaps mm -hmm. to say, okay, I believe that this is, a volcanic eruption that's going to happen over here. Right. You know, and with the coordinates. I mean, maybe that's something. Maybe they could work with remote viewers or something in that way. I don't know. Time has come where we must say so long for tonight, guys. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. Always great well, talking great. with you. We'll have to do this again. Um, Love We enjoyed it. Well, thank you. Uh, Quickly, the book on the Bermuda Triangle, we've had Bruce Gernon on the show many times. He's a great guy. Um, what can you tell us about the book? Okay, uh, Beyond the Bermuda Triangle is coming out in July, and it's... Uh, it's, it's fabulous. <laughs> it's kind of a mind-blower because uh, what we're saying basically is there's no Bermuda Triangle, but there is a phenomena that happens, and it doesn't only happen in the Bermuda Triangle. It's related to this particular type of fog, and the we have fog, fog stories yeah. from all over, from Lake Michigan, from uh, different, uh, from the Pacific Ocean, yeah. and uh, it is this, uh, Bruce calls it electronic fog, yep. and it, it could have something uh, to do with interdimensional openings, um, possibly where uh, UFOs enter or leave. And uh, Well, I'll tell so you, 
I'll tell you what, when the book comes out, we'll have to get you two on with Bruce to talk <laughs> okay. about it. Bob and Trish, thank you so much for joining us. Take care of yourself. Well, Keep you up the great work. It's always a pleasure talking to you. And, um, you know, I love the line. Hey, do you believe in synchron- uh, synchronicity? Yeah. I'll let you. I'll let you borrow it. Oh, thank you very much. I don't think my wife. I'll try it on my wife when I get home tonight. Yeah, try it on your wife first. Guys, take care of yourselves. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, bye, dear. Exo Nation. Two great people, Bob and Trish McGregor. Their blog is blog.synchrosecrets.com, and their website is synchrosecrets.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exo from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Whether you're a believer or a skeptic, join me right here in the Exo Monday through Friday. Uh, we're all over the dial to find out where you can listen to us online so you can't or won't miss any of the great episodes we have here. Go to www.xzbn.net and check out our, our radio website at www.xonradiotv.com. We'll be back. Don't go away.